0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural show of the TechStrong Research Review. So, you know, and and Mitch and I, we were so first, I'm Mike Rothman. I guess I should introduce myself. I just kind of assume that everybody knows who I am, which is always a assumption. I'm I'm joined by my partner in crime,
1: Mitch Ashley. Mitch, how are you? Uh, doing? I'm doing really well. Mitch Ashley, uh principal with uh Research CTO Techstrong Group. So yes, and I am long term partner, friend, whatever
0: colleague yes. of Mike's as G- well. GM of Textpron Research, Chief Strategy Officer of Yes, that's all those are our qualifications. That's why you're here. hear uh, hear of us. But, you know, what we wanted to do is really kind of highlight and have a forum for Mitch and I, and then, you know, kind of analysts, you know, CB and and, or CD and E, as they they join as we grow the team, uh, to really kind of have a forum to kind of discuss what's on our mind, right? What are the things that we're seeing? What are the hot topics? Not newsy, right? You know, not from the standpoint of saying, hey, did you see that? That happened on Wednesday, right? Because we want these to be a little bit more uh, content or, or, you know, kind of concept-based as opposed to, you know, news-driven. Um, so welcome, right? This is Tech Strong Research Review. Uh, and what are we going to review today, Mitch? I think you, you wanted to talk a little bit about a new uh, uh, release or a new initiative from, from ServiceNow. I thought that was yeah, kind of- I
1: do. I do. Uh, they, they just launched within the last few days here of us talking about it, their Tokyo release is kind of their big annual release that ServiceNow, and of course, ServiceNow is really much more than what they were three years ago, right? They've acquired a lot of companies, they've gotten into observability and a number of things. And and security as well. I mean, they made a
0: number of investments in terms of, you know, trying to help and facilitate incident response and uh, a number of those things that, again, I think get back to work management, right? How do I manage the work of the IT group?
1: Exactly, and and uh, you know it's interesting because I I was I did an interview with their chief innovation officer. I'm not going to name drop, but anyway, (laughs) I, I said to him, you know, I see your commercials on TV, and the and the person will say, yeah, I did X X Y and Z, and I and I'm not a coder, you know. So it's it's an end user citizen developer kind of. Uh, you know, tools for low-code, no-code so, sort of applications for tools to build process workflow. But it's interesting in this release and, and talking with them about why they're doing what they're doing. It's kind of this, okay, now we're over the the curb, we're over the transom from COVID, right? And having to rush and put things in place and make it digital wherever we can. And really, let's step back and say, there's certain things that we need to add to this. Like we need uh, leaders, Ability to kind of manage the work of what people are doing with ServiceNow platform, with those things, with the things they've automated are uh, some asset management, uh, some things even around governance, compliance and social, Mike, which I thought was kind of interesting. So in a way it was, I I don't know if I'd say it's a total maturation of the platform going to the next level, but I think it's a maturation of our digital transformation, the next phase, Yeah, a, a sign of where you know all of us are going in in this digital transformation.
0: Well, I think that's right. And, and and you start to kind of get into this whole digital experience concept and and it really is, you know, kind of broadening towards much more of a business centric view of the application of of technology. And and, and again, I think that's a a healthy evolution, right? You know, for a long time, we built out the infrastructure and we really transitioned the infrastructure, uh, especially as we re-platformed around cloud, right? That was about you know, kind of technology or evolving technology for technology's sake, right? More flexibility, more agility, depending on how you do it. Possibly, um, you know, better cost efficiency. Certainly, better security if you can do it correctly. And that's a big if, right? If you can do it correctly uh, on on that front. Um, but now we're really kind of starting to talk and couch and position a lot of these efforts within the context of improving the business, right? That's what digital CXO is all about. So, you know, pimping uh, another one of our, our properties. Uh, I'm actually doing a, a call with uh, our friend, Mr. Bizarre, today to, uh, to talk about some digital CXO type topics uh, on that front. But again, I mean, I think it's a logical evolution and, you, and you're you going to see a lot of the companies that want to be the platform for digital transformation really is starting a position around these much broader concepts, not just, hey, make your technology more efficient, hey, make, you know, kind of your uh, environment more virtualized or, or easier or more agile use. It's really how can you impact business? And it's a totally different discussion, right? And, and from a customer standpoint, you know, again, you're, you're you're engaging different people. You're engaging different levels within the organization. It's really a collaborative thing with business moving forward, which, as I would say, right, you know, kind of is something that's that's healthy as well as important uh, as we continue to evolve.
1: No, no better time like the present. I, I remember doing an analyst call. It was probably a year ago with Atlassian, and I've used the Atlassian tool since like yeah. Confluence 0.1, you know, back in the early 2000s. But, you know, they've completely repositioned themselves and Jira and things like that as a, as a workflow management platform, not a ticketing system. And, and you could kind of say that a, a little bit about uh, ServiceNow, I think. But it's interesting as you as you and I are talking about research. We're dealing with stuff that is you know more on the leading edge and newer, and we'll probably talk about a little bit about API security, kind of a newer topic. It's not a mature market. But it, it, it seems our conversations might have led to we're going from let's do these things, these you know, let's get to the cloud, let's make things cloud native or not, or whatever we're doing, to now the conversation is. Get real! It's time to get this done. We know, economy's doing whatever. We got to yeah. focus. You know, uh, profitability, yeah. revenue, all that stuff. It's sort of the uh, you know tough tough times tougher economies have a tendency to get you a little focused on a few well, things and
0: and sharpen you know kind of you know you kind of have to sharpen your your perspective on everything and and not to pre you know kind of uh, announce anything so to speak but that may actually be one of the main topics that we're going to talk about at predict in January. Right. And and, right. and okay. <laughs> that's right. Um and, and because that that's such an important, you know, and critical aspect of, of where we are, right? We've had such technology innovation over the past five years, uh, really, and and obviously, you know, kind of the pandemic forced us to put a lot of this remote work and, and cloud platforming and SaaS, right, to work because we didn't have an option to go back into the office for uh, way too long. All right, but now where we are is we've got all this innovation, we've got all this technology around, we've got to integrate it. Right. We've got to use it. We've got to apply it to our business problems and, and and really predict is going to be focused entirely on that, which is how do we use all these new toys that we have? Again, it's one of these things where you, every so often you get to a point where it's like, I don't need new toys. Right. I need to figure out how to use the toys I already have and we have lots of toys even though everybody's always you know kind of moving on to the next thing and the industry wants to push us forward right that's the machinery uh of of the technology industry um that you know can drive valuations and vc investment and innovation all that kind of stuff but the reality is when you talk to a bunch of customers it's not hey i don't have the tools to do this it's i have not you know really integrated those into my processes and that's what i have to focus 2023 on and again that's kind of why uh predict is, is going to focus specifically on those topics
1: yeah it's about results from those investments right maybe I still need to spend more but yeah. or on yeah. other things but it's about results right yeah today. You bet.
0: Mitch, let's let's switch topics a, a little bit and and kind of hit on because one, one of the things I have to do so we're you know we're helping out and, and promoting our uh friends at that what's that one called the cloud bees conference Oh, the
1: DevOps world. Yeah. Yes, DevOps world. Right.
0: Everybody go to DevOps world. It'll probably be ongoing when, <laughs> when you see this. Uh, but go to DevOps world. But, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm going to be writing about is, you know, kind of the impact that, you know, kind of the software bill of materials has on a lot of what we do. And and the reality is for those companies that have been worried about software composition analysis and understanding that they're assembling their applications now as opposed to, you know, writing them out of holes. Out of cloth and really leveraging open source libraries, as well as commercial past services and the like. So there's just a lot of moving pieces in these applications that we're delivering to customers now. And companies have always had the option to do things like software composition analysis to understand where the vulnerabilities are in their environment. But that was for internal use, right? That was to you know keep your own shorts clean on that front. What I really think is is important about SBOM and you know, some of the, the standard protocols and formats that are being rolled out by folks like the Linux Foundation and CNCF. Um, is that now we have a language so that we can start to communicate intra-enter or inter-enterprise or inter-enterprise to give us, again, an understanding about what you're using in your environment as I'm pulling that into my stuff or as a customer, what... libraries and what components are being used in these technologies that I'm using and possibly housing um, my critical data in. So, so again, I mean, I think that this is a great evolution for where we are. I think, you know, kind of we have to start factoring some of these analyses into third party risk um, and, and, again, it would fine. We mentioned we have a, a big customer deal that we're working on right now. We have to, uh, uh, you know, fill out their questionnaire about our security practices and stuff. Uh, but you, you know, again, that, that's a, a microcosm of the macro situation, which is third party risk is something that we all have to, you know, really focus on. And S bomb is, is just another tool that we'll start to be able to leverage to be able to better assess the platforms that are holding our strategic data.
1: And I feel like we're we're at the very beginning of this process, right? Of course, you know, identify what you have is, of course, what an S bomb is all about, um, and it'll evolve from that. Linux Foundation has has both a project for that and training and tools and yeah. great some great stuff. There's also another project they spun up about using blockchain to use that to authenticate or is this real stuff you're adding to your your software bill of material? Blockchain, woo! Blockchain. All right, drink. It, if it wasn't true. early in the it's morning, kind of we'd say, you know, it's throw lots it. of money at it, right? Because <laughs> uh, it's going it's to be big, trust me. Um, but as I'm on this kick of nothing matters unless it's automated. Nothing can be manual because nothing is static. So an SBOM, the creation of that, the management of it has to be continuous. It has to be continuous, just like security does through the software process, just like it does. It has in our networks, right? It has had to be continuous. And, and software supply chain is just as dynamic, if not more, than anything else. So I think I think SBOMs are a great place to start, not poo-pooing that at all that you got to start there. And I think there's some great tools to do that, but we're in the midst of rethinking about how we, I mean, can you imagine, I'm going to send you my entire uh, list of every piece of software in my software, just for you to use my service. People don't want to disclose that there's a lot of issues we have yet to face about this whole, do I need a third party to certify it? Like we do Mm -hmm. vulnerability, you know, the, Lots of things, a lot of places to go yet, which means a lot of innovation, a lot of services and products as well as process things. You you bet. But, but, you know,
0: again, I want to, and, and when we, you know, kind of start to, you know, grow and and evolve text from research, it it really is focused on the, user or the enterprise application of these technologies. And again, I've got a problem, right? My problem is that I'm asking a number of these vendors or suppliers that I use to self-assess or self-disclose what it is that they do through these questionnaire environments. And again, it's it's almost impossible to really validate that without going on site and doing it. And again, you can't do that in a leveraged way. So, you know, bomb and, and, and kind of the ability to really understand understand. understand what's under the covers of these, you know, software capabilities. Um, I think that's an important step to continue to evolve our third party risk practices. And as you just pointed out, right, certainly not going to be perfect. We certainly have disclosure issues. We've got, you know, kind of proprietary um, uh, impact that we have to worry about, right? You know, customers may not want or, or suppliers may not want to, you know, tell everybody, hey, this is some of our secret sauce, right? And I'm, I'm, we're not going to tell you exactly what that looks like or how we've integrated these things together. Um, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff to continue to work out. But but again, from from the user point of view, it is certainly a, a major positive to be able to understand what's going on in these environments just to get a sense of, again, Log4j, right? You know, you're, trusting the fact that um, your provider says, I don't have this as an issue, right? Mm-hmm. And I know of companies that have said, you know, their first statement was, I know this is not an issue until it was an issue because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know where it was that they had a bunch of suppliers that were using it, you know, kind of in this extended um, chain. So so it is it is one of those things, again, building block, right? But I think an important building block towards really getting a better sense of the, technologies that is really touching our critical data. And that's what it's all about.
1: Well, I just want to highlight something you said also just about us. I know you and I are on the same page about this and in our work. Yes, we're going to pontificate about some things, but it's really trying to be as practical as we can about how you apply this. How do you solve real problems? Because there are folks that are really good at pontificating but I don't think you're going to see any uh, murky quadrants or wacky ways from us, right? That There's folks that already do that extremely well. 100%. But they have their role in that. And not, yeah, not, not interested by and, funny words for it. Uh, but.
0: <laughs> our, we, our general counsel is busy enough, right? And yeah. by, the way, by that, I mean we don't have one, so yeah, exactly. you, you know, not not interested in having to feel the don't uh, write us, we don't uh, need um, one. <laughs> Hugsman, uh, or or any of of that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, that that's not really the focus. Again, very similar to a lot of the work that I was doing at Securosis, right? It's it's, it's enterprise centric, um, you, you know, and and we are going to write and and a lot of the research that we do is in that voice, right? Not about you know, pumping or pimping uh, out a specific technology or anything like that. It's really about helping uh, enterprises to solve their specific technology challenges um, as these things come together, right? And and again, that's one of the things that's so exciting to me. So, not just this, you know, kind of, hey, we can think about how SBOM contributes to, you know, kind of the security or integrity of a, a company's software infrastructure. Yeah, right. But we're sitting in the middle of, DevOps, right, and cloud native evolution and infrastructure evolution, and the security impacts of that all kind of underneath, you know, this whole digital transformation umbrella. It's an incredibly exciting, you know, place to be. And and again, that's kind of why I continue to be just so jazzed about what it is that we're doing in TechStorm Research to be able to, you know, really kind of take a very critical look at, you know, what are some of the success factors uh, and what are some of the challenges and pitfalls, that organizations are going to uh, run into, you know, as they embark on a number of these, you know, major transformation processes and, and projects uh, that really involve all of the areas that we cover.
1: Exactly. Well, you know, speaking of areas of recovery, both you and I have been doing work in AppSec and API security. Uh, we had the Tech Strong. Uh, AppSec API Security Conference that was you know in September which is still available. Folks want to go check it out. Both of you had talks. I'd love for you to recap. I'll do a little bit too on your talk from that conference.
0: Yeah, so so I I did a talk. it, It was called "Do This, Not That." uh for APIs, and then for any of the folks that are nutrition you know kind of wonks uh there's a you know it's a mass market you know kind of booking initiative like eat this not that right just obvious stuff like you know don't eat you know kind of crap you know just even things like ketchup Right. Ketchup has a ton of sugar in it. So if you're really worried about that kind of stuff, you know, don't have regular tomatoes, you know, not ketchup. Right. You know, ketchup tastes yummy. So I'm not about to go and judge and say, don't don't eat ketchup. I love ketchup more than uh, anything else. Sauce is probably the first. But ketchup is is pretty close uh, right after that. So so on this whole, you know, do this, you know, not that for, for API uh, security stuff. It really I, I kind of hit on a, a number of different things. Right. You know, first is visibility. Right. You have to understand where your API attack surface is. And that means, again, not just, you know, kind of evaluating each of the applications, but also doing some passive monitoring on the network uh, to ensure that you can see what API traffic is there uh, and ensure that you're not missing stuff from systems that you just don't know about, right? There's a detection aspect of that, which is to really, you know, get understand what's in those APIs. What are the contracts, say, are the um, traffic or is the traffic That's, you know, going at these APIs. Is that adhering to what you would expect from the contract or are folks trying to do some malicious uh, activity uh, on that front? Right. You you know, kind of look and analyze things out of band. You know, Yes, we all want to do everything that we can at the front end in your API gateway in terms of how you're managing it. But again, the fact is you're going to have areas, especially for application traffic that is internal to the organization. It may not go through your API gateway. You may not see all that stuff. So, again, you want to be doing some passive monitoring. You want to be doing some, you know, analytics, whether it's traditional NDR stuff, whether it's, you know, kind of a, a purpose built uh, API security, you know, kind of monitoring uh, environment, you you, you want to do do that, um, and and finally the, the the last point that I made, which is you know kind of I think in a lot of cases the most important, um, it's about collaboration with the developers, right? It's not about doing a scan and 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 saying this is broken or this API is too you know kind of permissive or it doesn't have the right you know kind of permissions on it. It's about how do we solve this problem? If you just dump. Uh, a report on the developers that say, you know, this is broken, and you gotta, you know, kind of fix all this stuff. Without the context, they're 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 going to puke on it, right? They're going to ignore it. They're going to, you know, deprioritize it in the next sprint, and you're not going to achieve your goals. So that collaboration thing, I think, you know, kind of outweighs everything. But there are some technical stuff we have to really improve uh, in order to continue to bolster our capabilities along the API security line.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can see right in all the things you talked about, sort of the practical conversations you've had with folks about exactly, exactly those issues. By the way, I'm glad you named your show. Do this, don't do that, don't that right or whatever. Versus the shows they have on TV, they're about eating the biggest hamburger in the world <laughs> yeah, that's right. with as much ketchup on it as possible. That, that's or like about.
0: some weird, you know, kind of uh, uh, you know diet or, or uh, yes. you know kind of food from these places. You're like, oh my god, they could even eat that!
1: Yikes! So yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, kind of kind of on that vein, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of focus around API security, app, security, over the past really 12 months, and focusing more on the API security. And there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good studies. some vendors have done, um, of course analysts have done um, good technology and folks are coming out with you know here's the catalog out of you know where you where you identify what your APIs are. Um, you know for authentication authorization, kind of basic principles we talk about yeah. in security all the time. you know web application firewalls and gateways now API gateway. So there's a lot of elements to this and I think important to look at. My talk that I did was more about, well, let's step back and you can go buy all that stuff and really implement them in a terrible way that you're not going to get much out of, I think. Or you could do it in a way I think it's really going to set you up for success. And the three, I talked about three keys to API security, continuous API security, continuous being the point. And the first is, as network professionals, maybe we've done this, I don't think we have yet, but we have to stop thinking about what we're securing is, identities of people and things and objects like devices or a software device or something like that. That's kind of the heritage you and I come from, right? We're trying to protect this network, this server, this whatever. And what we're about is everything is software and everything is in some form of software, and it may be spread out across multiple places, interconnected services, et cetera, which is where APIs come in. So start start thinking about protecting things and start thinking about how you think of the world as wholly as software. The, The second key was around, if it's not automated, as I said before, As soon as you hit the save button, like any any, uh, project plan, as soon as you hit the save button, it's out of date, right? It's wrong already. Same thing in our world because software development, software deployment, the environment, the infrastructure's code, all that stuff is continuously under change. And, of course, we know uh, SaaS services or things like that are way out of our control. We don't know what changes are happening happening to that. And the third point, um, well, let's go watch it, but kind of a hint to it was it it has to be about continual change that expect nothing to be in the state that you thought it was in, right? right. last time you looked at the log an hour ago, this is what it was. Well, five serverless apps spun up and were gone and caused that thing you think was the security problem somewhere else. And so if you think about that and how that flows into the software development process, Uh, in a DevOps world, right? Where it's highly automated. Uh, That's how you can think about, you know, not just your deployment environment, but also how you build in security to it. So it's a, it's a, I think it's an extremely intriguing topic to me because API first approaches where everything is the whole app is the API, right? Maybe, maybe it doesn't have any GUI at all, right? User experiences, you know, through a REST call. So it, it, that world is transforming already transformed and i think security professionals have to work with their software colleagues to help yep. them understand how to rethink that
0: yep and and you know so that that's exactly right Mitch i mean i i think and and one of the things i want to highlight and as we kind of wrap up right our first textual research review show um, is really, you know, I, I think the word of the day, right, is continuous, right? So whether we were thinking about, you know, kind of the whole workflow aspect of, you, you know, kind of the, the the new ServiceNow platform and, and really how work is is really in these platforms that that help manage at least the IT work and and growing into other areas, right? Obviously, with S bomb, um, you know, you have a continuous change and dynamic uh, environment, and and you know, again, just taking a look at it once when you're doing your third party risk, you know, not going to be helpful. I mean, everything is changing on that front and APIs, right? You know, kind of applications are changing always, so we're entering into you know really a continuous type of, of mentality and, and environment, uh, and, and we really have to, you know, kind of succinctly think about how that is going to really impact uh, everything that we do. Right. Everything that we do. And 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 I think that's uh, an interesting concept that we need to continue to, you know, kind of pull on threads. We need to pull on uh, as we both do the review, as well as a lot of our other research is that um, continuous and the continuous nature uh, of a lot of these technologies is, um, you know, it, it's really going to impact everything that we do.
1: Spot on. Well, it's been a pleasure doing our first one. If we're going to have a word Hold of on. the day for all of our uh, our episodes, maybe we have the Groucho Mark. Stuck coming <laughs> from the ceiling for those of you that remember that that's right but but
0: you know the problem is that would mean we would have to think about that before we actually you have to plan so it oh i see I, what yeah. you're saying. i think the wrap-up you know one of us will wrap up and decide what the you know theme or the word of the day is as as we've done it because and, and that's the goal right is that this is you know an informal type of review of the stuff that we're thinking about and bouncing some ideas around so giving you folks out there you know all of our our you know kind of listeners and 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 watchers on that front, a view into our research process, right? And that's how it happens, right? You know, we just, we think about stuff, we pull on threads, we discuss them, we debate them, and you're going to be able to get a view into that. So, welcome to the uh, review. Uh, Glad you're here, and um, we will see you next one.
1: Great. If you want to reach out to us, you can send email to info at techstrungresearch.com or visit that website. Well, lots of great free reports and. And stuff there. So check us out.